Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless. Praise the Lord. I'm going to dismiss the children. Once again, good to have you here. If you're visiting, I'm Pastor Dave, and uh, you are not here by chance. The Lord wants to speak into your life today. And um, I just I thank the Lord. So often the, the word is confirmed by even the worship. And uh, I know that uh, uh, Andrew didn't know what I was speaking on today. And uh, I'm sure that even as, as he was putting his songs together, I didn't know exactly what I was going to be speaking today. And uh, yet the Lord, I thank God for his voice to us. Praise the Lord. Have started this series called Give Thanks. And uh, we're going to continue to the end of uh, this next month, and especially as we have Thanksgiving coming up. Uh, it's not that we confine our Thanksgiving just to one day of the year, but that it would be continual, even as uh, we began this, this service, to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and all things give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. It is the will of God that we would be a thankful people, a, a people that is of praise, a people that is of, of appreciation for who God is to us. And so this morning, I don't want to give the title yet, but I want to get right into it. And I, th this passage, uh, as I, I was finishing up the message this morning, was just, it was amazing, this passage, and I know I've read it before, but sometimes you just... You know, you read something and, and you, you gloss over it and you, you miss the depth of it. And so Psalm 75, 1, an interesting thing. It is about thanks. It says, we give you thanks. We give thanks to you, O God, we give thanks. For your wondrous works declare that your name is near. Your wondrous works Declare that your name is near. I didn't, I didn't know what songs were going to be sung today. And, and uh, even the passage that uh, Andrew uh, read about, even the stars have a name. God has named the billions, possibly trillions of stars in the universe and all the galaxies. And every single one of them has a name. I want you to know that if he cares about the naming of the stars, things, stars that we don't even see, how much more does he know about you? This uh, morning already, Andrew, once again, I, I was amazed that at this thing of giving thanks that was thematic in the songs and also about creation the aspect of creation, and, and that we would not be worshiping, as he mentioned already, Romans chapter 1, that we should be worshiping God, not creation. But rather that in creation, that it would point to who God is. And I, let me say again, we give thanks to you, O God. We give thanks for your wondrous works. Declare your name is near. Your name, who you are, you are near. That we would recognize this. 
this is going to be a, it'll be a different service, a different message. I want to tie everything together. I may get emotional along the way. So bear with me. On Friday morning, our little dog, Abby, was received back to her creator. She was just over 14 years of age. We had her for just under 12 years. We got her at almost two and a half years of age. And I know the Lord gave her to us. And what amazing blessing that she was to Julie and to the girls, to myself. And she was from the Lord. And I'll expand on that. Some of you have heard me say this or parts of this story. Uh, and I want you to recognize who God is in all of this. Today, I want to make a few points along the way. And I want to, to say that we need to give thanks to the Lord. Because the Lord, He knows us. He cares for us. And He loves us. I want you to know this. And in this morning, even if you don't know Him, even if you don't have relationship with Him, or maybe you did and you've wandered away, and you say, God, I don't know if I can serve you or I can even acknowledge you and love you because where I'm at and the things that have happened in my life. Even if you're in that place, I want you to know that God knows exactly where you're at. He cares for you and He loves you. And I know sometimes it's a questioning of that, but I want you to know today that that is the truth. It says in Matthew 6, 25, it says, Therefore I say to you, and this is Jesus speaking, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? That you would not worry about your life. Do not worry about your life. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. The birds, the birds of the air, God the Father of all creation is caring for them. And there's a question that the Lord Jesus asks, at that point, he says, are you not of more value than they? The Lord knows you. And he cares for you. And he loves you. Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? This morning, a number of you came forward for needs. There's others I know. You didn't come forward. You have things happening in your life. And you're, sometimes you're asking, Lord, where are you? Where are you in all of this? Do you care for me? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They ni neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Especially when you have no answers. Trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Therefore do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear. For after all these things the Gentiles seek. Those that with, are without the Lord. 
For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. We got things to take care of even today. You take care of them. Lord, the things that are impossible for me, Lord, I'm not going to worry about them. I'm leaving them in your hands. The things that I need to do, sure, I'll do. Give me the wisdom. Give me the strength. Give me the direction to do them. But Lord, I leave it in your hands. <coughs> to give thanks. Because he knows you. He knows your situation. And he loves you. Our little dog, Abby, was created. A creature created by dog. By God, a dog. He absolutely gave her to us. And I just thank the Lord for that. The thing about a dog, for anybody that has a dog, and uh, some of you have dogs, some of you have cats, but cats are not quite the same, I don't think. They're not. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, you guys. To all the cat lovers out there, no. But there's something about a dog, the thing of a dog coming and loving unconditionally. Like, just desiring to be close. When it speaks of worship, when you look up the word worship in the Greek, the illustration, one of the illustrations that are given in the meaning of worship is like a dog licking its master's hand. That's what worship is. That it would be, like we would be, Lord, I want to be so close to you that I could be by your hand. Amazing thing is, and I've, I've had Abby, we've had Abby, my hand is there, next thing I know, her tongue is coming out and she's licking. And part of it is, I know that in the worship, her worship to me is that my hand goes from the tickling and the warmth and the moisture of that lick on my hand or arm, and my hand comes around to be on top of her head to begin to bless even a little creature. And the same thing as we would come to give thanks to worship the Lord, and as we would draw near to him, that there's this thing of, of as in the worship, that the, the hand of the Lord that maybe even turned this way and we're just, there's a licking there, would come over to bless or to draw near, to pull near. Hey, come here, let me get you even closer. The thing about a, an animal, a dog in particular, especially a dog, a dog is not afraid of the embrace to be held. And we would be close to the Lord to be held by Him and our worship and praise to get close enough. I like the thing of, of this thing of licking is you, you are very close. It's not worshiping from a distance. It's worshiping close up. That in our giving of thanks and our giving of praise and our giving of worship to the Lord, that it would not be from a distance. 
it not be just lip service, but it be from the heart, Lord, I do love you. Why? Because you know me. You care about me, and you love me. Hallelujah. Lord, let our lives be a worship unto you. So we give thanks because he knows us, he cares for us, and he loves us. Let me just change it just a little bit. Give thanks because he knows you, he cares for you, and he loves you. He loves you. Hallelujah. You might say, how much does God love us? How much does God really, truly love us? In Romans 5, verse 6, it says, For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Here we are trying the best that we can. We're trying the best that we can to even be godly. And even in the attempts, we fall short of his glory, of his majesty, of his holiness. We cannot come into the presence of God. The most righteous man on this planet, Job. He was saying, Lord, why? Why did these things have to happen to me? My family gone, my family destroyed. The most righteous man on the planet according to God's evaluation. Righteous in his own righteousness. As he said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Yet, that I would be, have an opportunity to meet with God. I need to talk to him to make a defense. And throughout Job, we recognize those that came to him said, Job, you must have done something wrong. I did nothing wrong. And as we, we close off in chapter 38, we recognize as God shows up. And over the course of chapter 38 and 39 and 40 and 41, God is speaking. There's numerous questions that he asks Job. I don't know, 60, 70 questions that he asks Job over those chapters. He says at the beginning of chapter 30, he says, I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk. I'm going to give you an opportunity to speak. In chapter 42, Job begins to speak. He says, yeah, I know you were giving me a chance to speak. My ears, they heard about you. My ears and what came into my being, what came into my mind and my thinking and who I, what I knew of, of you, I heard I heard about you, but now my eyes, they see you. I am in your presence, and the most righteous person on the planet, according to God's evaluation, says, I abhor myself. I recognize who I am before the most holy God. And so here we have Jesus when we were still without strength, and we think that we are good enough. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly, because we have fallen short of the glory of God, and we are ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone will even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us, in that while we were still, still sinners, Christ died 
for us while we were still sinners. We were apart from God. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. We are justified. We are made right before God by the blood of Jesus Christ. It is only through his blood that we are made right with him. For even if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. There's a progression from the ungodly that would say, well, I'm, I'm good enough, to the sinner that knows that they're sinners, and to those that are enemies, that are opposed to God. They're opposed to God, deliberately opposed to God, and yet even for those the Lord is saying, my heart is that you would be reconciled to the Father through this death, the death of Jesus Christ. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Reconciliation is about things being made right. You know what? What, what a beautiful thing. When, you, when there's a, a conflict between two people. When you have conflict between two people and the relationship that was once there is not there. What a beautiful thing it is when there's a reconciliation. Amen? When there's a reconciliation and sometimes we don't understand why. Lord, why is there an issue? And sometimes we understand why there is an issue. We get it. But when there's reconciliation that takes place, it's like, thank you, Lord, for a reestablished relationship. And the thing, the heart of God is for relationship. So we give thanks. We give thanks to the Lord because he knows us, he cares for us, and he loves us. You might say, well, what does this have to do with Abby? I'm going to expand a little bit on this. So that first point, give thanks. He knows you, he cares for you, he loves you. Secondly, give thanks for the heart of the father towards his children. Now I'm talking, I just finished reading a passage that, that talks about the love of God even for the sinner. But the love of the father for his children, the heart of the father towards his children. I love this verse in Romans 8, 28. And this shows the goodness of God to us. Our God is good. God is good. And his heart for us, it says, and we know that all things work together for, God, for good to those who love God and, are, and those who are called according to his purpose. His children, we love him. We love our, our father, our heavenly father, that we would submit to the lordship of Jesus Christ, that the will of the father could be done in our lives. And it says that all things will work together for good. Lord, let me love you. Let me submit to your purpose for my life. So we give thanks for your heart to us, your love to us. We give thanks for your wondrous works declare that your name is near. So little Abby she has papers because she was born in Czechoslovakia. And so she, she flew across the ocean. And uh, I, we didn't know this because we got her in 
uh, from a lady just outside of Toronto. And, uh, but she, apparently she had come across, she had a diaper on when she was coming across. And uh, when she had gotten to, I guess, the Toronto airport, uh, the diaper was all torn up and, and little Abby, uh, I don't know how old she was, uh, a few months old or whatever. But here she was, and her name on her papers is Abigail. So we, I know we have an Abigail uh, and a few Abbeys here. Um, a beautiful, beautiful name, and I'll, I'll expand on that a little bit. So Abby was given to us by the Lord. Every good thing, even to the worst sinner, every good thing and every perfect thing is from the Father of lights. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, James 1.17. And it comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning, because he is of light, he is of life, he is of goodness. And so everything that we have, even as those that are apart from God, that is good and that is perfect, is from the Lord. So for those of you that are here, maybe that you're here and you're just saying, well, I don't know about God. Every good thing that you have and every perfect thing, every perfect gift is from God, that we would acknowledge this. That we would give thanks and acknowledge the goodness of God in our lives. Whatever it may be. His heart is not for your demise. His heart is for your blessing. His heart is for your good. For God, He is good. And so I say thank you, Lord, for Abby. Thank you, Lord, for this little dog you gave us beautiful little dog. You might say how you mentioned that it was from the Lord. And I've, I've shared this over the years because the Lord cares about us. You see, for probably a year or more before August 2011, and, and Abby was born in, in, uh, on July 25th, 2009. That's her birth date. And so here we are a few years later. For a few years, our three daughters, much younger, were saying, hey, Dad, Mom, can we get a dog? You guys had dogs when you were growing up. Can we get one? And do I love dogs? I grew up with dogs. I understand. Yeah, it's, I understand what it is to have a dog. Love the dogs that I grew up with. But I also understood the, the responsibility of a dog and also the, the time necessary for a dog. And so for Julie and I, our, our argument in saying, no, we, we really can't have a dog is because you, you girls are in school, we're working, we're busy, we, we, don't, we can't give the time to a dog. And so I, I would say it was probably for about at least two years, if not more, and the most persistent, the one that hounded us the most, was Jacqueline. And Jacqueline, on a regular basis, the internet was already, yeah, it was 
there available to us, and so she's searching for dogs. And so she would come up with all these different, uh, hey, here's a dog, here's a dog. And it, it narrowed down to, to a mini schnauzer. And I, I hey, we didn't have any uh, mini, a mini schnauzer when we were growing up. My dad liked German shepherds. We had a few German shepherds along the way, Chum and Chief and Star. They were all German shepherds or German shepherd mixes. But I remember as a paper boy, there was one house on Pearson Street, and the owners, I didn't, I didn't give them a paper, but I would give papers to the person beside and across, and I would often see uh, the door opening up on this house, and these two schnauzers come tr ripping out at 100 miles an hour. They'd, one would be chasing the other one, and then they'd turn around, and then the other one would be chasing the, the one that was being chased for, and there's this back and forth. They'd go on for about five minutes at 100 miles an hour. The door would open, and they'd come racing in, and it, it was all done. It was like, wow, what was that? And I'm just, I'm thinking, man, I love those little dogs. This is back in the 70s, these little mini schnauzers. And so it had narrowed down to mini schnauzers, and so it was on a very regular basis, almost on a daily basis that we're showing pictures. Hey, Dad, Mom, here's a schnauzer. Can we get a schnauzer? Can we get a schnauzer? No, no. But Jacqueline especially was very persistent. She persisted, and we didn't give in. We did not give in. In August of 2011, the Lord had put it on my heart to fast and pray, to fast and pray. And so I was here at the church. I, I didn't know how long I was going to be here. I, the Lord hadn't put, hey, be here for such and such a time. But I said, I'm going to stay here as long as it takes. Lord, I want you to speak into my heart and into my life. And so I was here for 10 days fasting and praying. For the most part, I did not leave the building. I think I left the building maybe once or twice because of something emergency-wise that had come up. But for, the, for those 10 days, I was here. And the Lord revealed many things to me at that time, one of them being even the sharing of the gospel. He says, Dave, this was very dramatically shown. Uh, without getting into all the details, it came down to, to this. When you share the gospel, make sure that you talk about sin. You need to talk about sin because it's sin that separates us. Jesus, when he began his ministry, he says, the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. You have to talk about sin. And I'll tell you, sin, often when you talk about sin, people sometimes get turned off. Well, hey, don't judge me. I thank God for the second part. Repentance is one thing. It's a turning of direction. It's also a turning away from the things that would separate us from God. Just one sin separates us from God. But there's a turning to God in the repentance, and with it then is the second part that we need to believe in the gospel. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ and him crucified for us. Two stories need to be told when it comes to bringing life to somebody that is dead. We need to talk about what has caused us to be dead before God and separated from God. We talk about sin, and we need to, we need to repent of sin. We cannot, let me just say this. You say, Pastor, 
Have you overcome sin and sinning? No. But I'll tell you right now, I will not, I do not practice sin. It's one thing about slipping. It's another thing of I willingly, I go out and I'm going to continue to practice sin because I justify it. This was brought very clearly to me in that time of fasting. Out of the blue, over the, the course of those 10 days, and I, I can remember, I read through the entire book of Acts, making notes on the book of Acts. There were, I think, 158 different times that I noted where there's a reference to the Holy Spirit or the Holy Spirit was moving on a person, and there's a recognition. Yeah, this is because of the Holy Spirit in our lives and the fullness of the Spirit in our life. But out of the, out of the blue, one day, and I was, I was up there because I slept up in the balcony. I'd changed the, the pews, the chairs that are up there now, we already had back then. I'd set them up, and I would, but I was over in this area, right over here, when the Lord spoke to me out of the blue. And he says, Dave, it's okay for you to get a dog. And I knew because it was out of the blue, and I just like, okay, where did this come from? And I knew over the years, the Lord speaks. Not, not in an audible voice, but he speaks into our spirit if we're still before him. And so he spoke to me about just one, that one phrase, and I knew, okay, we're getting a dog. And the most exciting thing was the very first time we went to look at some mini schnauzers. We didn't buy from that individual in Welland. But I was going down East Main Tunnel, going down. And just as I started going down, Rochelle is here, can bear witness to that. I don't know if you remember it, but the three, the three girls were there, Rochelle, Alicia, and Jacqueline. And I said to them, on, as we're going on our way there, I said, this was uh, August, August or September of 2011, we're getting a dog. I'll tell you. There was laughter, there was excitement, there was tears, like all these emotions just coming up. It's like, wow, we're getting a dog, we're getting a dog, we're getting a mini schnauzer. There was such excitement. It was a few months later that, uh, that we got Abby. Abby came home, 13 and a half pounds, little schnauzer, so cute. She'd never... I don't know if she'd ever been in a car or not. She'd been in a plane. Or she must have been in a car from the airport. But uh, for two weeks, we, never, we didn't hear a bark or anything out of her. But so cute. Little dog. From the Lord. From the Lord. Lord says, get a dog. And he led us exactly to the dog that we should get. And we appreciate uh, Clarence and Jeanette. They had schnauzers. said, go see this woman. We had a schnauzer from, from her, or it was a two. One? One. So we went to uh, Irene and uh, had a whole whack of schnauzers. And Abby was uh, the smallest of them all and, and uh, at two and a half years almost. And, uh, yeah, they picked on her. They picked on her. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She says, I'll, I'll, I don't have any small pups, but I have this one that, yeah, you're, you're free to have. So we, we took Abby, and we took her home. What a blessing. What a blessing. 
to us over the years, as only dog owners can know, the blessing of a dog to you. And the worship, how much they love their masters. In the difficult times, in the worst of times, he is there to work things for our good because he is God and he is good and he loves you. Listen to this. This is this passage I read from Romans 8, 28, but listen to what it says just before that. It says, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation, of all creation, even little Abby, the earnest expectation of, of little Abby eager, eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God, for the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. So the fact that Adam and Eve sinned, Adam sinned, and all of creation was impacted, not willingly. They didn't say, hey, we're, we're, we're up for this. And so even now, there's a groaning by creation waiting for, it says, but because of him who subjected it in hope, there is a hope, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God, the liberty that we already have as believers and the liberty that is still to come that is so far beyond anything we can imagine. If you think it's rough here on this earth now, and it is, for many of, many of you, I, I, I understand. We, we need to be together, especially at these times. But there is a glorious liberty that is still yet to come. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pangs together until now. And so there's this, this desire and hope of even creation, of even little Abby, for this glorious liberty of the children of God that is coming even at the trumpet sound. This past week, we were supposed to be with Jackie on her move to Edmonton. And so we were going to go with her partway and take the bus back. And Abby got sick, and we didn't, we didn't think she would make even last weekend. And so uh, Jackie said, you're not coming with us, or with me. You are not coming with me. Stay home with Abby. So last Sunday, uh, or Saturday, we were supposed to be going with Jackie to to Chicago. Sunday, we decided, no, we're going to, we'll, we'll go, we'll go to Kingston, we'll find a place that close to uh, Alicia and, and Brandon and Ophelia, we'll get away for a little bit, and we're going to uh, just be in a, a motel that will allow for pets, and that's where we were. I thought that already she may pass last time. It was good being together between Julie, myself, and anyways, there was someone always with Abby over the course of the last weekend. This past Sunday, uh, Thursday morning, uh, I thought for sure she was going to go. And for three hours, I just held her outside. So we were outside. Those that know our backyard, there's a little pond in the back. There's a little bench there. And I sat on the bench for three hours. So I thought she was going to pass. different points she was having these I don't know if it was seizures or what but it was just causing her to run she could not walk she could not run 
So if she was on her side, she'd be doing this running thing. And so I was just holding her on her back, and she's running. And at times she she ran for one time she ran for about ten minutes without stopping. Her heart is just pounding. Thinking she wasn't crying out in pain or anything like that. She was just running. I said, "Run, run, Abby, just run. You haven't been able to run for the last little while, but just run." I'm holding her. And after she finished running, I see her. She's looking up at me. I see her looking straight into my eyes. And I see the love of a little dog in worship. Just saying, oh, I love you. Just in her eyes and what she's looking at me. And her eyes were just moving back and a little bit around my face and back into my eyes and around my face and back into my eye. I love you. In the hardest of times, that our worship to the Lord in the hardest of times would not be, God, where are you? How come you've left me? How come I'm alone? That we would recognize that God is holding us or he desires for us, not that we'd be pushing away, say, I want nothing to do with you, God, but rather we would come to him and allow him to hold us, and that we would worship him in the worst of times. To give him thanks in the worst of times. When we don't understand, and I know, Abby, there were times, she, she, there was a, a high-pitched groan that she would do every once in a while. T to me, I was talking to Jacqueline yesterday, and she, she says, because she was asking about, about the end. She, for, for days, she didn't, she didn't want to talk about it. And then yesterday, we talked for a few hours. There was this groan, frustration. To me, it sounded like I'm frustrated because I can't do what I've, I've done my whole life. What I've done my life, whole life, I can't do. And there was this thing. The Lord allowed me those three hours just to hold her. Just to hold her and allow her to, to be in the backyard to, and just to experience at one point I, after that, I just I put her down on the bed in the grass. And she got off the bed. She sort of did her little thing, moved off, and I put her on the grass. And she was just laying there in the grass, in the coolness of the grass, in the shade. I say, Lord, you are good. That we would worship the Lord in the worst of times. That we would worship him, that we would thank him in the worst, in the difficult times. We give you thanks, oh God. We give thanks. For your wondrous works declare that your name is in the air. And Abby and who she was, her creation in God's work was declaring that the Lord is near. Even in these times, she say, thank you, Lord. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. For we were saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. But why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, what is still to come, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. What is still ahead of us? It's like, oh, I cannot wait. I know there's still a work that needs to be done on this side of heaven. We have work to do. A glorious church without spot or wrinkle. Let the church be a glorious church. It's, we're not talking a building. We're not talking institution. We're not talking a denomination. We're talking us, 
the children of God, the body of Christ. Lord, let us finish the work that we still have to do before that trumpet sounds. Likewise, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. All things for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he destined, predestined, though he also called, He's predestined you. He, has, he knew about you, that you would exist before time even began. He knew that you would exist. He knew you by name. And to, that you would be conformed to the image of his son, be, become like Jesus. He wanted you. He wants all of mankind to become like Jesus. And the opportunity is there. And even in the calling, even as he would call and we would respond to that calling, we become children of God, that we might be the firstborn. Or that we might be like him. Whom he called, he also, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also, also glorified. We are made right before God, justified as if we'd never sinned by the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, justified and eventually glorified in the twinkling of an eye. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more suffering. Hallelujah. I thank the Lord. He is good. That time that we had together. It says. Revelations 5. I listen. I can remember over the years saying, you know what? Yeah. Cre creatures. They don't have a spirit. They have soul. No spirit. And so when they die, they're gone. With, with Abby, it's changed over the course even of the last number of months and even weeks and even days. My whole thing has changed. And so even yesterday as I was talking to Jacqueline, I was referring to this passage. Then I looked, Revelation 5.11, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. We're going to be there. It's, it's foretelling what is still to come. We will be here. Saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing sevenfold. Perfect praise and worship sevenfold. And every creature, listen, which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, possibly those that have passed over the millennia. And such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. So I don't know if Abby's going to have a voice to say these words, but we're, I'm going to understand that she is giving blessing and honor and praise and glory, blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne. Maybe we'll just understand dog language. Or maybe Abby will be saying those things. 
I can I guess I I can see it. If Adam and Eve were not surprised that a snake was talking to them, it, like I'd be surprised if a snake was talking to me. They must have they must have it must have been a very common thing that animals were talking. Because they weren't surprised about it. I would be very surprised. We would uh, a talking snake. They weren't surprised. Every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, say, thank you, Lord. Even if you say, man, that's a stretch on that, that passage. How hard is it for God to, to say, you want Abby? Here she is. I speak Abby into existence. Why? Because God is a good guy. God is a good guy. You are so good. We give thanks to you, O oh God. We give thanks for your wondrous works. Declare that your name is near. Your name that is above all names. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on earth and those on, under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There will be a glorifying of God. You might say, what, what is in a name? You know what the amazing thing was? I don't know why I didn't check this out, but we, we read of Abby, different Abigails in the Bible, in the Old Testament. And... I decided, the Lord put it just after Abby passed, and I thank God that she passed when I was still awake, because she could have passed during the night. I woke up, and then she passed within 15, 20 minutes of me waking up. And so I was, I was right there with her. And I knew the Lord had sort of put on my heart, get ready, be prepared to, to put her away, to prepare her little body. And so I Googled and found out what, what to do, how to do it, and all that. It wasn't complicated. And so I was ready the night as I went to bed. And I slept through the night. And, uh, and I woke up. And then she, within 15, 20 minutes, she, had, she passed. I prepared her little body. So I told Julie, because Julie, Abby was keeping Julie up. She was on the, on the floor just beside her, my, on my side. Julie had gone to the other room. I told Julie that she had passed. And the, I, I had a few moments. I need to let the girls know that she had passed. And the, the Lord put on my heart, check out the name, Abigail. So I went to the Old Testament, and I found passages that, that mention the name Abigail. And as I often do, the names I often I'll click on, what does the name mean? What does the name mean, Abigail? The name Abigail means, and it was blew me away. I'm thinking, why didn't I look this up before? The name Abigail means, my father is joy. My father is joy. So, Abigail, let, scripturally, and I know sometimes the world might have other meanings for the name Abigail. Scripturally, from the Hebrew, it means, my father is joy. And it blew me away that when the Lord said it's okay to get a dog, he knew we would get 
of all the dogs and of all the different names that you could possibly have, have Abigail because the Lord wanted to confirm this is from me to you, to your family, to have over this time to be blessed because it is my joy for you, to you. Abigail, my father is joy. The Lord, that he would rejoice over us. In fact, he, as his children, even I think even when we may go astray, there's this, there's this, there may be a grieving in the heart of the father, but that there would be a thing of let there be joy. The things that, are, that I give to you are because I love you. That you would have joy. I give the good things of life to you because I want you to have joy. It is from me. It is from me. I just said, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. There is a name that is above all names. That whoever believes in him, Jesus, should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Can we stand together? For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. If I could have the worship team just come up as we close. Revelations 5, verse 8 to 10 says, Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. We just sang a song, talked about you hold our tears in jars. You hold our tears in jars. And even the tears that may go up, even in frustration as we talk to God, and maybe it's not a, a positive prayer and it's a crying out to God and, and we're crying before the Lord and the Lord is keeping those tears in jars, golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. We're talking about the future. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. Lord, let that be in and through us. Lord, that there would be a glorifying of you. You have redeemed us by your blood. It cost your life out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. As I look across the sanctuary, there's people from so many different nations and tongues and peoples. And I just say thank you Lord. That we would give him praise. That we would rule. He has made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the, on the earth. Because of the Lamb of God that was slain for us. In him. In and through him. We have life. We have his love. His peace. His joy. In and through him. Praise God. This morning. If there's anybody here that is does not know the Lord, you have opportunity to come to the Lord. If you are maybe apart from him, you have opportunity to come to the Lord. And if we could just pray together at this time, whether you, you, are, you have gotten things right with him and you, you are his children, I want us all to pray together. If there be just one person here that is not in the right place, that you would come to the Lord. Let somebody know that you're, you're, you've made things right. Let me know that you're making things right. You've asked the Lord to wash you and cleanse you. Can we pray together? Jesus, you are so good. 
your wondrous works. Declare that your name is near. They have your signature on it. Lord, that your signature would be on us. Your name on us. Because we are born of you. So we confess our sin. We, we confess and believe in your sacrifice for us. You are the only one that will give us life, that can forgive our sins and wash us clean. We acknowledge this in your death, in your resurrection. We believe in you. Come into our life. Come into our existence. That we would know we are born of you, a child of God. Let your will be fulfilled in our lives, that you would receive all the glory and honor and power and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.